This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Three Lions Podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. I hope you're well. Yeah, let's get the uh, let's get the Christmas music out. This is the last episode before Christmas and of the year. I'll touch on that later on. But I just wanted to say thanks for tuning in to the recent episodes. There was the, the Lionesses review, the one where they narrowly missed out on the Nations League finals qualification. The Euro 2024 draw episode, I'll just look back on that and also who I thought we could play pre-tournament. And then most recently, the episode where I spoke with Matt Tiller about his book, Jack Leslie, The Lion That Never Roared. All of those are available at your podcast provider of choice or indeed 3lionspodcast.com. Incidentally, that book, Jack Leslie, is great. It is one well worth putting on your Christmas list. If it's still not too late. Uh, in fact, there's been a, uh, been a few books over the year that could be uh, worth putting on your list. So, on to this episode. I'm pleased to say it's another in the Your England Journey series. You may remember, over the year, I've been speaking with England fans about how they came across England and the journey that they've been on over the years. The highs and lows, thrills and spills, laughter and tears. I've already spoken with Matt Freeman, Deck Welsh, uh, Bristol fan Matt, and now it's the turn of Stuart Franklin. Now, if you'd like to get involved and share your anecdotes and memories, then just drop me a line. It's exactly what Stuart did. I'm on social media. Just search Three Lions Podcast. Or you can email me, three lions podcast at gmail.com. Three, spell it out, T H R E E. It is always great to hear from you. Now, there's good times, sad times, there's fun times, but they are your times. Welcome to the Three Lions podcast, Blackburn Rovers and England fan, Stuart Franklin. Hello, Stuart. Hi, Russell. You well? How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Always good to uh, to get a fellow fan on and, and talk England. <laughs> this feature um, is, is just telling us your England journey from... From your words, all, all your sort of stories and anecdotes that you might have of of following England over the years. So tell us where it all, all began for you. Okay, yeah. So I was six years old, actually, uh, when I first saw my first England game. Right. Uh, not not live, unfortunately. I don't live local to Wembley, but um, my stepdad was a big football fan when I was growing up. And he didn't really have a club side, but he always watched World Cups. Uh, So they were always on the TV. So 
as you do, you look up to your father figure, mm-hmm. and he, it, I just obviously was sitting with him and uh, seeing Gary Lineker banging in goals um, to ultimately put us through the group stage. So that was that was the uh, my my first memory of watching an England game. So is this is this eighty six or ninety? This was nineteen eighty six. Yeah, uh, Mexico. Yeah, yeah, because they were late. They were late night matches. So you know, as a kid, as you do, staying up, <laughs> any opportunity, stay up. Was... I've got a daughter like that. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was my first memory. I don't remember a lot about that World Cup. Yeah, but I just remember thinking this this is great, you know. And we watched it as a family because um, I have an older brother. Um, so we and he was big into football, and I didn't really get it at the time because you're still a kid, aren't you? And mm. don't know what to make of it, kind of thing. But that was where it first started, and, and I remember seeing the quarterfinal. I just remember little bits, and I can remember Maradona. Uh, Obviously, he did what he did. But um, at the time, as a six-year-old boy, I just was like, wow, this guy is amazing. Um, <laughs> as the years have gone on, I've, I obviously, I, I understand the rules a bit more. And yeah, <laughs> so, so quickly turned from somebody I admired to somebody uh, I didn't particularly like at all. I think from a from a footballing perspective, though, he, he was just one of the best, though, wasn't he? I don't think we can dispute that. No, I mean, he, he, that, that second goal was just amazing, wasn't it? And will yeah. constantly be shown for generations. Um, yeah, just unbelievable talent, wasn't he? Flawed genius, as they called him. Yes. Yeah, but um, after that, I think what happened was, I, I recall 1988, but obviously we didn't play very well in that tournament. Uh, but but at this point, I was watching England quite regular. No. Um, and then it led into the next World Cup. And that was where I really just watched every single game of the World Cup. I can remember every single England game, even as a 10-year-old. Um, you know, so that was where really the love affair properly began. Um, I don't, don't think you're alone there, 1990. Yeah, yeah. I think we're pretty similar ages, Russell. So We are, yes. I mean, 19, I mean I, I've got fond memories of 88 for, for strange reasons, but 1990, um, yeah, it's one of those ones. Like you say, it was on a, a suitable time for, for UK viewers and England were doing well. It, it just captured everyone's imagination, didn't it? It did, and I think the players as well. They, you, you could just resonate with the players very much, yeah. Um, so there was that. You just had that respect uh, of everything that they achieved. And I think it did sort of come out of nowhere after '88 as well, because it was such a disappointing campaign. Yeah. So yeah. for for us to overachieve was just phenomenal, and we thought it was. <laughs> the first of the false dawns, as they say. <laughs> yeah. We were thinking that something special was going to come after that point. But uh, unfortunately, <laughs> as 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 is always the case, it never never materialised, unfortunately. No, it took us a little while before, uh, before we really got going. I mean, a, a few years we're talking, really, aren't we, after that? Yeah, I mean, we had a good side towards the mid the mid nineties with Terry Venables and and um, Glenn Oddell. Um, but uh, yeah, we we weren't we weren't particularly great under 
under Taylor, we had a lot of injuries and just playing playing the wrong the wrong players. The balance wasn't right. We lacked creativity really yeah. under him, didn't we? So yeah, with the, with the greatest of respect to the likes of Carlton Palmer and Andy Sinton. Yeah, Earl Barrett and oh, oh, yes. <laughs> all these players, you know. Oh, we could go down a, uh, a rabbit hole there, couldn't we? Definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, the we got. We, I felt under Terry. Terry, we we began to uh, build an identity again, and you know, he he, he allowed the flair players such as Anderton, McManaman, um, Barnby, you know, introduced these phenomenal talents. Um, well, I say phenomenal. They, they were good players, weren't they? And they they were they were entertaining. Yeah. It is probably the the best way. So, which we didn't really have under Taylor, unfortunately. But yeah. Um, so, but yeah. After that point, obviously, as growing up, I, I, I began to obviously start working at university. I was at uni, um, really, in my early twenties. And it really began for me uh, going to watch England off the back of Euro 2004. Um, So we went on a lads holiday and and it was me that was the main driver of when we went on that holiday because I I knew when the tournament was going to be on and I thought it'd just be a really good laugh for me and my mates to to go and see some live matches, especially as England had, had qualified at that point. So this live, this um, lads holiday was this in Portugal? It, it wasn't. No, it was. It was actually in uh, Cavos. Uh, oh, okay. Um, uh, Corfu. Yeah, I got get that right. So yeah, so it was nice, and uh, and weirdly enough, Greece went on to win that World Cup. Yes, Euros, and yeah. So the atmosphere was they were buzzing uh, over there, and yeah, it, it just captured our imagination really, and. I remember because um, one of my friends, I went to school with him from a very young age. I think we met when we were about four, five years old. So we've been friends for a very long time. Yeah. And we looked at each other and we said, how amazing would it be to go and see England in Germany in the next World Cup? Right. And yeah, we, 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 we both said that we were going to, we were going to start the journey together. Um, as soon as I got back off the holiday, really, it was straight on the internet. How do I follow England? And and this is where I'd I'd found that there was a supporters club. Mm. Um, obviously, at this point as well, England were playing on the the road. Yes, because so, Wembley had been knocked down. Yeah, yeah. So it beco- it suddenly become accessible because Manchester being not too far away, and and we were playing a lot of games in Manchester and Liverpool. We also went up to Newcastle in that campaign, so we did our fair share of travelling. But um, so yeah, we, we just started going to the games. My friend didn't join the membership, uh, which was, you know, at the time I was like, "Wow, well, how can I do this on my own?" Yeah. Um, the first campaign, I didn't really. Well, I didn't go away. Um, it just wasn't doable on my own. I I, I wasn't sure how I'd meet people, so. There was a little bit of lack of confidence there, really. But then, as luck had it, I had very few caps, but I managed to secure a court final ticket in the ballot. Okay. 
and and you you may remember this because I think you were you were part of the membership back then, um, because I know you've been following them for a while, haven't you? Yeah, so, I've, had, I've been been around for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so uh, it, it was crazy. It was just like it is now. There were so many members. It got to a point where they actually capped the membership. Yes. Um. So. Everybody wanted to do Germany just like they do next year. Um, so there was a lot of members, and it was it was difficult even getting tickets to away games. So to actually get a quarterfinal ticket was just I felt like I'd won the lottery, you know. <laughs> so, but uh, but uh, that was it. Then I was going, um, even though I'd only got this ticket on my own, I was going no matter what. But I thought, you know what, it'd be great to just go out there, really. Just just spend a couple of weeks out there and take in as many games as I possibly could. So at this point, and you, you're probably very much aware of this, there's, they had the England Fans Forum, um, yes. which was very popular at the time. And there was a lot of people that used to get on there. And you, you'd sort of get to know people virtually. So what happened is look at it. Um, we were all going on the FIFA website trying to get tickets. We were all notifying each other, saying, oh, the ticket's on sale now. Um, and I just didn't seem to get the look uh, whenever the time came. I started to get other games pick up uh, the likes of Ghana versus the USA. Um, so I thought, I'm over there for two weeks. It'd be good to take in a few games. But what happened was there was a guy who was living out in Germany. I think his name... I try and recall his name was Michael Woodford, I think okay. his name. And he messaged me and he just said, I'm seeing these tickets regular. He'd already got tickets to every single round. Um, and he was helping others to get tickets. Nice. So just genuine supporters club member, who, you know, didn't know him from Adam. But I gave him my card details, just just sort of um, uh, trust trusted wow. that he did thing. Yeah, and he and he did. He got me a second round ticket. Um, oh, so uh, so that was amazing. And I, every time I I sort of speak to him online or anything, I just say, next time I see you, I'll buy you a drink. And this has been the case for the last sort of twenty odd years. I did meet him actually in Germany, and I did buy him a drink. But he he. he he, he often responds with, if I took a drink from everybody who I got tickets for, I'd be drunk every single so. <laughs> well, That's a lot of work he put in for people and a, a lot of credit card details he's probably got on everyone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. But salt of the earth guy. and Great yeah, stuff. So, so that made that tournament all the more special because then I was seeing a couple of games and yeah, I mean, we weren't great in that tournament, to be fair, but it, it was great to finally experience a World Cup in, in person. Yeah. And so, and that's where friendship started, mm. uh, uh, through the membership, really. Yeah, so funny story that happened. Well, well, it wasn't so funny at the time. I can remember it was very stressful. I'd actually booked accommodation. I was going to do uh, World Cup camping, it was called. All right. Yeah, so I'd booked this campsite, um, paid the guy in full. That was part of the deal. And what happened was it was a case of I needed to call him as soon as I got there. And I had this brainwave. I wasn't going to use the flight that I booked. I was going to now get on a coach and go out to the Sweden game, England-Sweden. Right. 
the plan was to try and get a ticket to that game and then go straight to the camp afterwards. Um, I arrives, uh, jumps on this coach with Matt Edgar, who's uh, a friend who 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 was put on coaches from Derby, so not too far away from Stoke on Trent, um, so very doable. And he, he he was like, "Yeah, I don't mind you just jumping on one way, but you have to understand you've got to pay pay the full price because I've got seats going spare, but yeah, obviously you need to pay the same as everyone else, which I completely understood." But when I got over there, I could not get in touch with this guy, the guy who ran the camp. He gave me this number and it just it just didn't ring. Um, so my heart just sank. What am I going to do? I've got no accommodation. I've wasted all this money. So it, then I had to flip it very quickly and change it to plan B, and that was to just do coaches out there in and out. Right. Uh, so so I lost a lot of money there. And also I couldn't attend the games that England weren't playing. So I'd lost money there also. So oh. it, it, it was a it was a naive mistake on my part, really. I've learned a <laughs> I've learned a lot since then, never <laughs> to never to trust people. Um uh, you know, if, if something looks too good, don't, you know, always question it. I would say. Uh, but yeah, I mean it was a that was the one sort of bad experience, but everything else during that tournament was fantastic until we went out on penalties. <laughs> Which was so so the Gelsenkirk or so the uh, the Portugal game in Gelsenkirk and that, that yeah. quarter final. Was yeah. that your first England game or did you did you say you get got tickets for the Sweden game? Uh, I didn't get tickets for Sweden. The the, pr- the prices were yeah. astronomical. The the, the touts were obviously they knew how many England fans were over there. So I think the the cheapest tickets were about £500 oh. for, for the dead rubber as well because we we were already through at that yes. stage. Yeah. Um, so I just went over there and watched it uh, uh, with with the fans, really, on a, a nice bar with big, big screen. So I enjoyed that. Uh, but, yeah, my, my first game was actually the second round game when we played Ecuador. Ecuador, yes, yeah. Hot, hot day in Stuttgart, I believe. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I didn't go to that one, um, but I do remember people saying that it was incredibly hot that day. That was um, Beckham scored very early on, was it, I think? Yeah, he did. He, he, he scored it down our end, actually. Right. Uh, so we were right. I was behind the goal. I was sat between, because got it through FIFA, I was sat next to a Switzerland fan who'd gone out the night before. And a, and, a, and a German fan to the left of me. And that was interesting because I'd never done that previously. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was great. My last me- memory of that particular day was it was so hot during the day. On the way home, the fun, the, just the heavens opened and it was the most hideous storm really? you've ever seen. I mean, thunder. It was that bad in terms of raining. It was sort of, we were on the coach and you could see the water just, it was like a river had formed dirty beside of the, the coach. So it was, it was a uh, interesting, uh, the, the sort of weather broke, um, but it, but it was red hot that summer. I, I know you, you attended Germany, didn't you? Yeah. I, I, I stayed in Leipzig, um, we had okay. a ticket, ticket for a game in Leipzig. And then we sort of motored around from there for a few, 
um, to a few places, fan parks and and that. But I didn't spend a great deal of time in Germany. Um, no. I saw I was probably left about four days in in total. Okay. Um, it's one of those times when I had other things going on in yeah. life that couldn't afford to do everything yeah. that I'd wanted to put it that way. Yeah, I, I completely understand that, <laughs> especially at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> so Germany, yeah. Germany came and and went. Where where did you go from there? So obviously I met, um, started to make friends, and that, this was it. Then I was I was fully in, um, and I started to do away games. Um, so did under when this was now the McLaren era. And, and <laughs> I did quite a few away games, which I think it got to a point actually where we actually were looking at each other and saying, "I don't think we're going to win win this game because we, we were dreadful uh, away from home, in particular." in that 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 qualification process and which ultimately cost us you know uh yeah. cost of the qualification um you know we, we dropped silly points away in israel um i went to the russia game okay so was a me- that was um a- an eye-opening experience but yeah. um it was one of those things because obviously we're of the same generation russ and you just could not visit Russia in in the eighties because of the Cold War, and yeah. so it was. Oh wow! If we're going there, I've got the opportunity. I'm gonna attend it. So I spent um, a, a, nearly a week out there, and it was just an amazing experience. It's one of them things with England, isn't it? I think most people like traveling, yes. and it's a reason to travel and see these places. So yeah, I mean. It, it was really good, and you make friends along the way. You meet, I met friends over there. Um, one thing I quickly realised was you're never alone when you're following England. You, you, there'll always be somebody in the same boat as you. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, so made a lot of friends throughout the the sort of twenty years of being a member. Really, um, a lot of come and gone um, through you know, no faults of their own, having families, et cetera. Uh, but, yeah, just some amazing experiences to look back on and with fondness, really. Uh, yeah. It maybe is, not the football, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's the thing. If you can combine this, combine the travelling with the football and going to some of these just slightly different places that you wouldn't generally think of going to, it's, it's such a great opportunity. And as you say, mix it in with, with meeting new people from from all over the country, um, it's it's just just excellent, and it's yeah. I say we, we've all got that sort of same similar mentality, and yeah, that's great. Yeah, definitely. So, definitely. did you did you make it to the the next World Cup? Because obviously, we got there to South Africa. I did, yes. So um, it was a it was a bit of a strange time for me actually because I actually went back to university to do my teaching degree. Okay. Uh, so went on, well, it's known as the PGC. Uh, so it's a tough year in the sense, but it, it, it it's a difficult one because it doesn't really um, correlate well with following England because a lot of the matches are on during term time and same with with tournaments and um but but actually as it happened we were finishing the course on the day that the world cup started in 2010 so that was it was a case of wow we just 
got through a really tough year um, because you work as well as study. You, you teach full time as well as studying. So right. um, it was it was a difficult year, but it was my motivation to get through the course and, and succeed was to go to South Africa in the summer and have that 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 thing to look forward to. So, yes, we, we attended, but we only went out for the um, for the knockout stages. Right. I was going to say, because wasn't our first game against the States, that was almost one of the opening games, I think, wasn't it? It, it was, and a friend who I travelled with actually went out just for the one game. Um, Alan Riggle, his name is, he's... Right. Uh, He's from uh, he's a Yorkshire lad, but he yeah, so he he flew out. He he'd won some competition. Nice. Yeah, so managed to uh managed to see that game. And then we came back and and nothing went to plan in that that tournament. It was we finished second in the group. I remember Green Green's uh, mistake against the States ultimately cost us. Um we were terrible against Algeria, weren't we? But yeah. Managed to scrape scrape through on that last day, but we booked everything, thinking we're going to win this group. This is the <laughs> easiest group going. Oh God, that, I learned a lot of lessons from that that um, booking. That uh, never to be so trigger happy and 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 think England are just going to walk it because uh, anything but. Um, so yeah, we had to again flip it to Plan B and. Um, Alan went out to South Africa and I had to organize renting a car, booking new hotels in the new uh, cities that we were going to be going in now, the routes, as we'd had tickets all, all the way. Um, and But obviously our flights were booked for Johannesburg. And so we had to go and get this hire car and travel all the way to Bloemfontein, uh, which is in the middle of the country. Yeah. Um, it took us pretty much the whole the whole of the sort of day. So we get there the day before we're due to face Germany on the Sunday. So we get there Saturday night. Twenty four hours later, we were out. <laughs> I, I shouldn't laugh. But... <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, if you don't laugh, you you, you cry. Don't That's you? very but... true. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so that was uh, that was another experience. Uh, for in the future, make sure you go to at least one group game. <laughs> so were, were you whereabouts in the ground were you for that Germany game? Were you at the end that clearly the ball went over the line or the other end? We were the other end, but okay. we could actually see that it had gone over over the line. Everybody could see it except the the guy in the middle of the park. Guy <laughs> in charge. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I think that would have masked things, though, Russ. We we were not good in that game. We we didn't play well. We had, we had a good ten minutes. Mm. Obviously, we we know goals change games, but I mean that just would have been masking what was not a great great tournament for us. Um, I can I still recall Rooney when he he had that verbal spat at the camera in the Algeria game, and yeah, just loss of sense of reality in the sense that people are spending a lot of money to go the other side of the world so obviously they were going to be frustrated so yeah that 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 probably epitomized that world cup really i think we were so disjointed uh which, which was a shame <laughs> yeah at the least 
So did you manage to go to that world? No. Uh, yes. No, I, I was there. Uh, I was there for the Algeria game. Um, wow. uh, that was the only England game I got to um, in that oh. that tournament where, that I got tickets for. Um, but I got okay. tickets for a few other random games, like Chile against someone and Australia played someone at Rustenburg. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, I, it was... <sighs> As like you say, it's, it's one of those games, one of those tournaments where it just it just didn't really click for us. No, no. Uh, the weird thing about that though is we qualified so impressively, didn't we? Well, that's the thing. We we seem to do that for for generally most tournaments. Just like take into account the our most recent qualification campaign for for Germany next year. It's 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 almost yeah. that sort of false sense of optimism. Um, just through the, the qualification, but I mean, hopefully th- this time we uh, we've got a justified reason to uh, to think that uh, I agree we're, we're going to do well. Uh, we've got a goal scorer in Harry, haven't we? I think oh, we have. Yeah, we've we've got a we've just got a good all round team. I think yeah. at the moment in in every department, from world class players in Saka and Ballingham who just stroll into any team in the yeah. in the world. You know so. Uh, you know that it, it's it, it's quite uh, like you say the optimism's there, and maybe this could be the generation. I just hope uh, we we turn up. <laughs> Let, let's hope so. I mean, just in in the time that we've got left in between yeah. twenty ten and and now, uh, obviously yeah. we 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 had the uh, the semi finals in Russia and the final yeah. in back home here. Were were they games that or tournaments that you were at? I didn't go to Russia. Right. I'd actually been to France in 2016, and and at this point, I, I've I'd, I've married my wife Laura, and um, we 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 have a young daughter. So at this point, my daughter was actually three years old, and I'd been to France, and I was there in Marseille when all the trouble kicked off. Yeah, my wife had seen the game on TV and seeing the Russian fans attack the fans who got tickets to UEFA who were England fans. And I think that really scared her. So she didn't want me to go. She didn't tell me not to go, but she asked me <laughs> and I was yeah. like, yeah, okay. I, I, you know, I can't put you through that. Obviously we, we did fantastic. And, it, and it, that was really the start, wasn't it? Under Gareth. I did, though, go to all the games at, at Wembley for the Euros, um, with the exception of Czech Republic. Okay, yeah. So, as you as you probably well, you went to those games, didn't you? So, yes. Uh, we had our allocation cut down uh, crazily, didn't we? Which meant we all had to go back into ballots based on your caps. But the Czech Republic game was the one game that they'd given so many tickets to the NHS. Okay. Great work that they've done. Yes. Um, so, and which meant that I just missed out. I'd got the game originally. But looking back, I actually gained the second round game because uh, provisionally that was supposed to be in Dublin, but they moved it to Wembley. So I didn't have that ticket originally, but managed to get that. Uh, the, for the second round, so I gained, you know, I gained the better game. You gained uh, the Germany game, didn't you? Yeah, definitely. So, and what what a game that was! You know, amazing game. That was that was one of the one of the better games in recent years in terms of atmosphere, I think. And oh. then you think, actually, Wembley was 
It was half full that day. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it was half full, though? Wow. <laughs> there, there were a few seats spare, put it that way, but I think officially that it was about, what, 50,000 or something. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was amazing atmosphere. It just felt like it just we couldn't believe what was happening. Played so well. Yeah, and, and still we have a song a song to remember that day by now with Harry Kane. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The Denmark game was also a really uh, great atmosphere as well. Yes. And, you know, that was so special because England don't win semi-finals. So to finally win one. Yeah, that, that was one of those strange moments. I, I still think that the Denmark game coming out of there, just not really knowing what to feel. It was like, actually, we've just won a semi-final. We're in a final now. How How should I be feeling? Yeah, exactly. I think it was just then. Oh, what, what, what how are we, uh, tickets going to come in? And, mm. Yeah, but I felt like I know you did a podcast with with the supporters club, and I just thought they did an amazing job through through, through that Euros. To the logistics must have been a nightmare. Yeah, you know, and 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 they were never going to win. They were always going to. There were always going to be people who were unhappy, not satisfied. But they they did it the fairest way they could, um, and yeah, you know, without them, um, we wouldn't be able to have gone to that tournament or any of the games, you know. So they do get a bad rep, don't they? They do get a lot of abuse online, but I think a lot of that is just out of frustration of people not getting the tickets. Yes, yeah, uh, we, we we wouldn't be anywhere without them. Put it that way. Exactly. A lot of the work that must go on behind the scenes, it's a thankless job. And yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. what we don't get to see. Exactly. Exactly. So, but yeah, yeah. So that's my journey, Russ. Um, I'm, hope, I'm hoping, touch wood, in next year that it cultivates in a trophy. Well, I think we're all we're all hoping the uh, the same. Um and well regardless we should uh we should catch up again and and sort of extend that journey onwards and and see how you see your feelings on on that tournament. Yeah, absolutely. May may see you at the Malta home game perhaps. Yeah. Are you are you upper or lower, do you know? Uh we're low. We've just been moved actually. We we were we were the other side of the ground, but they've moved us to block one one eight. Okay. Uh, so, but in the lower, the lower tier. So, so that'll be yeah, well. It's not. There's nothing on the game, but it's always great to see see England. And I'd, so, I mean, one thing um, with with fans such as yourself who come from up north um, is we southerners we don't know how easy we have it really. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's commitment, isn't it? And it's yeah. following following the team. And but yeah, I mean, thank thanks for having us on anyway, Russ. And yeah, maybe we'll catch up at um, either a home game or an away game in the in the near future. Look forward to it, Stuart Franklin. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Russ. You take care. Thanks to Stuart. There, you know what really enjoy just having a chat with you guys listening to your stories hearing players stories is all good and well but generally we've kind of heard them all before these stories i feel that as fans we can just all relate to can't we 
Thank you very much for tuning in over the year. It's been a busy one. Every year I look at what's coming up and try and think what interests me and what I think in turn you'll be interested in too. So including this episode, I've released 56 across the year. I genuinely wasn't anticipating that amount. Obviously, the Lionesses making the World Cup finals increased that somewhat. But looking ahead to 2024 and England at the uh, the European Championships in Germany, and there's a chance I'll do a similar amount. I've already got a few in mind and also some already pre-recorded ready. But just reflecting on 2023, uh, if you've listened to just this one, or if you've listened to half a dozen, or indeed all 56 of them, uh, then thank you. Uh, It means a lot and makes it all worthwhile. Likewise, all of those that have joined me for a chat and shared your knowledge, thank you too. It wouldn't be what it is without you guys. So if you want to go back and listen to them again, feel free to. Or if you've missed some, there are plenty to choose from. Uh, In fact, I was just scrolling back through them. Uh, There's a couple in the England Manager series, Graham Taylor and Terry Venables. I really need to continue that one next year. Still plenty of managers to cover. I spoke with Paul Letters about his time at the Qatar World Cup. Go and have a listen to that one if you missed it. Asa Fogelberg. I chatted with her about her self-written book, Three Lions and a Kitten. That's a, that's a good one for a Christmas present if you're still searching. Uh, then there was the episode where England nearly went on strike. I enjoyed doing that one. Uh, episode 286, if you're looking. So I'll leave it there. Wish you a Merry Christmas, however you spend it. And all the very best for the new year, 2024. Let's hope that finally, it's a year, come the 14th of July, we'll all be celebrating. So until 2024, take care of yourselves and each other. Cheers. Cheers.